Your number one Christian hit station presents Dog Watch. Former San Antonio police officer, author, and pastor, Tim Rupp, takes you through real-life scenarios and discusses excerpts from his books. You've never heard cop talk quite like this. Dog Watch starts now. Well, hello there and welcome to Dog Watch. I'm Tim Rupp back in the studio. That is the Rev.FM studio with none other than one of the Rushmore of country, of country, country music. I'm stuck on that. Of Radioland. He's, uh, I mean, the, uh, what do we say, Gary? The, the, uh, what was it? The, the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> the Radio Hall of Fame candidate, Gary Austin, yeah. station manager. Hey, Tim Rupp. <laughs> I'm going to get you in trouble. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, it's good to be back. Here we are in October already. Yes. Can't believe it. Leaves are turning, everything. I know it. Beautiful. I know Idaho Falls is so beautiful. It is. And uh, I mean, just all, all this country is when mm-hmm. the, uh, up here in this this area. Yeah. And, uh, and hunters are out and about. Hunters and are out and about. Been. Be careful. Yeah. Go, go to the woods, but be careful. Exactly. Wear blaze orange. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> they don't get shot well, or so they have a good target. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do Just don't go around looking like an animal yes. or acting like one. Don't act like That's an right. animal. You may, you may get shot in, yep. in Idaho this time of year. Uh, <clears throat> hey, Officer Down Memorial Page, what do we have this October 4th? I've got here Pat- Patrolman James Crofton, New Orleans. Louisiana Police Department. End of watch, October 4th, 1869. Wow. 1869. James Crawford. Patrolman James Crawford was shot and killed while responding to a domestic disturbance at 175 St. Andrew Street. Here we go again. Domestic disturbance. Yep. 1869. He was, uh, he, was, he was at his nearby home when he, when he was alerted to the screams of a woman calling the calling for police he went to the woman's aid where he discovered that the woman's husband and had struck i think it's had struck their child with a cane the subject ran upstairs as patrolman uh crofton attempted to arrest the man the as patrolman crofton climbed up the stairs and pursued the the man opened fire mortally wounding him patrolman crawford was taken to his home where he died a short time later Patrolman Crofton was survived by five children and two brothers. He was a U.S. Army veteran, having served as a private at Fort Smith, Arkansas, in 1851 and 1852. And this predated the Civil War. So he was in the, in the Army. One of his wow. grandchildren, Robert Chambus, later became a New Orleans police officer and was murdered in the line of duty October 18, 1907. Wow. Yeah, he had a, man. So huh. his, his grandson became, and he was murdered in the line of duty in New Orleans. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's quite a story. <laughs> that is. I mean, you know, <clears throat> he goes to the aid of a, a woman, and he gets killed. Man, that's, his, his age was 40 years old, badge number 67. They have his badge number. Oh, be wow. darned. New Orleans PD, he uh a lot of James Crawford and his grandson was also killed in the line of duty. Huh. Man. That is very interesting. Very much so. Huh. What do you have, Gary? 
This is uh, Deputy Sheriff Blaine Lane. Blaine Lane. Blaine Lane from the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Florida. Uh, October 4th, uh, just last year, 2022. Um, Deputy Sheriff Blaine Lane was shot and killed while serving a felony arrest warrant. Um, this was early morning, three o'clock in the morning. And he and Blaine, so, uh, Deputy Sheriff Blaine Lane and three other deputies were invited into the subject's trailer, the mobile home to serve the failure to appear warrant for a previous narcotics charge. And it says, while Deputy, Deputy Lane and three other deputies checked the mobile home, the wanted subject walked into the room and pointed a gun at them. The deputies immediately fired at the subject, but one of their rounds went through a wall and struck Deputy Lane in the shoulder. Hmm. He was transported to Lakeland Regional Health Medical Center where he su- succumbed to his, to his wound. Wow. Shot in the shoulder. Yeah, by a fellow officer. Yeah. Yeah. The subject, a convicted felon, was shot twice and is expected to survive. She has been charged with second-degree murder. So, and so you go to serve, and this is just a failure to appear. It's on a narcotics charge, yeah. but it's failure to appear. Mm-hmm. So, it's not that serious of a thing. No, you know, and she no. invites you in, and so you got three officers there. Yeah, it says they were invited in, and sometimes you let your guard down a little bit. Yeah. But I'm not saying that the officers did or or or, or not. You know, no, judging what happened, no. I'm just saying that you expect the resistance immediately. Just like we talked last week, the officer went up to the car, and that's when you expect bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. If if it's if something bad's going to happen, it usually happens as you're approaching the car or right there at the car. Mm-hmm. But then he walked back, and they jumped out and shot him. And here, you expect something to happen right away. You know, at well, they open. Oh, come on in, officers. Okay, let, let me get some stuff. Let me get, get you know. Anyways, yeah, man, that's that. That's too bad. And how old was he? Oh, he was so young, twenty-one. Twenty-one years. He old. was twenty-one. Yeah, I forgot about that. His tour was one year and four months. So he joined when he was like twenty years old. Yeah, man, alive. Hmm. That, that's too bad. Yep. You know, officers getting getting shot. We talked about th- this time. Uh, both officers that were that were killed that we talked about were shot and killed in the line of duty. You know, yeah. officers experienced a lot of shootings. As a matter of fact, just last month, uh, close to home, yes, down at Fort Hall, I was talking to you and, and you you found this uh, officer involved shooting. Uh, in this one, in this case, the officers came out okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. And what, what do you got here, Garrett? Let's tell us about this case. Yeah. So uh, this was um, on the reservation. Um, but the subject, um, is he, he died, uh, following an officer involved shooting. And so the Fort Hall police department responded to a report of a man knocking on the door of a residence. And it was fairly early two forty-eight uh, in the morning or late at night. And this is for those, those that are outside of this area. Fort Hall is an Indian reservation. Yes, that's right. It's a local Indian reservation. Yep. So the responding officer, he arrived on scene, searched the area, and discovered a man with a knife in his hand standing next to the house. The officer gave him several commands to stop, to drop the knife, and this individual refused. And so the officer deployed his taser on the subject, which failed to incapacitate him, which sometimes happens, right? I mean, right, those are... Yeah. You know, and, and 
and I don't, I do not know the details of this case, but mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised when, when you brought to my attention, the guy had a knife. That's a deadly weapon. Yeah. And so if somebody has a deadly weapon, you know, that's deadly force and you can respond with deadly force. Taser is less than deadly force. It's uh, some people saw called a, a, a less lethal force. So because tasers are not intended to kill. But it, it surprised me that he is by himself and he deployed a taser. But what's this tell you about the, the officer's mindset, Gary? Well, he I mean, he his doesn't in, want to, to yeah, kill. Yeah, his, his intention was to apprehend. Yeah, to, not to, to kill. To take the guy into custody. Yeah. He had no intentions at all. He did not want because the guy has a knife. He gets called. The guy has a knife. He's, he's not putting the knife down. You know, if you feel your life's in it, you can use deadly force. Right. The fact that the not intention to. of this officer was to do his job to take this guy into custody. Mm-hmm. Not he, he didn't want to shoot the guy. Yeah. So this idea of cops want to shoot to kill. That's yeah. Yeah. Not but true. Well, no, what, that's that, that that's a good point. So a second officer arrived on scene, and the subject um, or the suspect charged the officer with a knife. And after several attempts were made to get the suspect to drop the knife, this is when the officer discharged his firearm. And the officers attempted life-saving measures, and EMS were called to the scene, but the suspect uh, succumbed to his injuries at that time. And so there again, here in the 10th officers, they, they, he, he charged the officer, and the officer still made attempts to, to get him to drop life. the knife. Yeah. So these officers, both officers now, were going out of their way to make an arrest, to take the man out of custody. Mm-hmm. Their intentions were not. And then after they shot him, what did they do? They tried to save his life. <laughs> they <laughs> they his did. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Attempted life-saving measures. So, uh, you know, the the bad guy says crumb to his injuries. That's 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 too bad. But the good thing is... The officers were not injured, and whoever called the police initially, you know, I'm thinking wife, ex-wife, mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend, or something, so, somebody there, somebody called the police, and they were scared of this guy outside with a knife. And then we, we had the investigation going on. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah, and so now the FBI is involved, and also the um, the Bingham County Sheriff's Office uh, for independent review, so that's this. So this happens, right? right. When an officer involved yep. um, shooting happens, yes. Well, whenever and and it 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 varies from from agency to agency. It varies from state to state. In San Antonio, officer involved in the shooting, they had a specialized unit within the homicide unit that specifically addressed and investigated officer involved shootings. Hmm. So so there's a a group of officers from the homicide office that would do that. Okay. They would, it would be assigned. They would be assigned the case for the criminal investigation. Along with that, an internal affairs sergeant would also be assigned to the case. Now, the internal affairs sergeant was not investigating the uh, criminal aspects of the case. The the uh, internal affairs sergeant investigated the administrative actions. Oh, was the officer gotcha. officer officers following policy? Mm-hmm. Did they violate policy? And the, the criminal investigation was going on to see if the officer committed murder or was it a justifiable homicide or something in between. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on there. 
What's unusual about this case is that you notice that the FBI got involved investigating charges. Now, a lot of people think, well, every time there's an officer-involved shooting, the FBI gets involved and investigates. They do not. Hmm. The only time the FBI will give involved in a, I hate to say the word routine, but in a routine officer-involved shooting, the only time the FBI gets involved if there are accusations that they violated the person's civil rights. Federal okay. civil rights, because the FBI does with federal law. However, this shooting occurred on the Indian Reservation, mm-hmm. and the FBI has authority over that. So they're doing the primary investigation to, to see if it was a justifiable shooting. Oh. At the same time, it also occurred in Bingham County. The reservation is in Bingham County, and the reservation, and they will do an independent study. So what you have here is you got it. Two investigations going on by two different agencies, and, and people think that, wow, the police are just covering up. In today's environment, it's hard for the police to try to cover up something because there's just too many agencies, and they do independent agencies. So, like, it, when an officer is involved in a shooting in Idaho Falls, Idaho Falls will do an investigation, but the officer-involved shooting investigation will be done by, let's say, uh, Bonneville County and the state police and maybe Jefferson County. Hmm. They'll have three de- three detectives from different agencies to do that review. Okay. So it's not like they're buddy buddies. So they're all independent. Yeah, exactly. Because you got smaller agencies. I mean, Idaho Falls only has a hundred officers on, which is not a small agency, mm-hmm. but everybody knows everybody. All right. And so you know, do you want? To, your buddy from your academy investigating you, you may want that. <laughs> but the fact is, it's going to be somebody else from another agency. Yeah. That's, so you, so the, so the uh, citizens are comfortable with an independent, non-biased investigation. Mm. And, and that's uh, generally what you have. But what we see in here, Gary, is, is the intentions of the officers. Yes. You saw that right. I mean, I questioned, the first thing I thought of was, why did he do the taser now i'm i I didn't investigate this at all i don't know this is all i know about the case but obviously the officer felt i would assume the officer felt safe where he was that okay let me use the taser try to take him down with the taser this tells us a couple things number one like you mentioned it talks about the intent of the officer Mm -hmm. his intentions were not to kill his intentions were not to shoot Mm -hmm. his intentions were to make an arrest yeah to, to take the person into custody and then find out what's going on. Why did he have a knife? I mean, it, it could have been like, let's say you're outside your house and because you hear something going on and carries inside, you're going to protect your wife. Yeah. So you go outside your house, you walk outside your house and you have a gun or you have a knife to investigate. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody drives by and sees a man at night with a gun outside, <laughs> right. they call the police. Mm-hmm. The police go roll up, and what are you going to do? You're outside your house. You're going to obey. You're going to do what you're told to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, there's so many circumstances going on. Because what if, let's say, Gary, let's say you were you were deaf, and you didn't, you couldn't hear. Yeah. And the police show up, and you have your gun, and you have your knife, and they're saying, you don't know what they're saying. And you're not mm-hmm. thinking that they're thinking I'm a bad guy. So you may not know things, you know? And so, yeah. so these officers are trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But when somebody is not compliant, this is so important, especially those who, who, who carry uh, 
I don't care if you carry, if you have a concealed carry license, you're at home with a gun, or you have a knife or whatever for personal protection or protection of your family. The police show up, they ask you to put the gun down. Do it. Do it. Yep. I recommend put the gun down. You, you hear the sirens or you see them coming. Just put the gun down in a safe place. If you feel it's not a safe place, just put it down on the ground, even if you have to put your foot on it to keep mm-hmm. it safe and put your hands up and let the, and let explain to the officers. They don't know who you are. They're exactly. hyped up. They're coming. So be careful with that. That's one, one issue in the tent officer. Another issue was he was tased and it was ineffective. Mm-hmm. So either both prods didn't hit, so it didn't get the electronical uh, jolt, mm-hmm. or it did and it didn't phase him. Why didn't it phase him? Some people it just doesn't work so that well on. Right. It, period. Not very many people. I tell you, it'll knock me down. It did. I, I went through the training and boy, <laughs> it knocked me down quickly. Another thing, it's could because the guy's on drugs mm-hmm. or you exactly. know, drunk That's what and I was stuff, and, and so it just doesn't affect them. Mm-hmm. So don't be thinking just because you have a taser or even if you have a gun, mm-hmm. shoot people. People's been shot and they continue on doing their bad deed, whatever they're, whatever they're doing. So. You know, I was also thinking, um, you know, it, it's Fort Hall, Indian Reservation, um, and it, I, I don't know where exactly this was, but knowing maybe perhaps they knew each other. And we good, don't know because yeah. this, you we know, it's just the news report. We're just right. speculating. But maybe they knew the subject. Maybe they had dealt with him before. Or maybe it's, you know, small enough community that yeah. they may have known the subject. You and know, so they thought, I'm going to, I'm just trying to subdue him. And, you know, you know, you that's, know it could that's, be. We don't know. You know what? I I think you have, that's, that's very insightful. And when you have smaller agencies... It may be on, on the reservation here, and they know each other. Yeah. You're right, man. They could have been cousins. Right. They could have been related to exactly. each other or something. I mean, if, if I was a police officer here, and I got a call to your house, Gary, and you're outside with a gun, and let's say you're outside, and and Carrie called, and I'm like, I don't want to shoot you, man. But exactly. Now, what's going on, Gary? You know, what's, you know. But I'm and, coming at you. Yeah. I mean. And, you know, that, that. When you say but, that, that makes a lot of sense what's going on here. Yeah, could because, be. Because, you know, they could have known, uh, it, it, whether they knew him or not, it's very clear from just this short little report that the officers had no intention, in fact, did not want to shoot them. Absolutely. Man, you know, yep. and people say, well, why didn't they just shoot him in the leg? Officers are trained to shoot for center mass. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're trained to shoot for center mass is because it's easier to hit. I mean, it's a bigger target, and the the goal is to uh, incapacitate the person. Now, obviously, shooting somebody in the head would you have a light, much higher chance of incapacitating that person. That doesn't mean killing them. Of course, if you shoot them in the head, more likely you're going to kill them too. Yeah. But the idea is to stop them what they're doing, yep. to stop, stop their the actions. Mm-hmm. And the and shooting for the head would be very effective, but the head's a smaller target. Mm-hmm. The hands and the legs are smaller targets. They're moving around. Officers are taught to shoot for center mass. Mm. That is into the chest. And 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 sometimes, they're, and they also go through training to take headshots because some people wear body armor. Mm-hmm. Now, all these school shootings is of a lot of them now right. are wearing body armor. 
So they're taught to not only shoot for center mass, but also to take headshots to mm -hmm. stop their behavior. So the idea about, well, if they didn't want to shoot, why did they shoot him in the leg? That's not the way they're trained. Yeah. You know, officers do not train that. I mean, I that's hear, a good point. You know, uh, and officers are not taught to train you know, shoot to kill, mm -hmm. shoot to stop. That's what they're trained to do. Well, and that's, like you said, a very apparent because another measure was taken before, you know, the, the shot. Exactly. You know, that, um, you know, that that's, that's not any officer's intention. It's to exactly. save lives. You know, and, and that, speaking of intention, that reminds me of a couple Bible verses, in fact, back in Samuel, uh, when, when, if you remember when Samuel was going to anoint David mm. as king and the Lord told him, said, don't look on the outside or appearance. The Lord looks upon the heart. The yes. Lord looks on the heart of man. And in the New Testament, we have this in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says this, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit. This is important here piercing to the division of soul and spirit joints and of morrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And that's what, that's what the Lord does. Mm -hmm. The Lord looks I at the that. intentions of the heart. So what are these officers doing? Their intentions is to do their job. What is their job to protect and to serve their law enforcement officers? They're enforcing the law. And they want to do that in the most efficient and safest means necessary. Mm -hmm. And so what's the be best thing to do is, hey, put down the knife, drop the knife, turn around, let me handcuff you and search you. We'll figure this exactly. out. Exactly. The next thing is, okay, let me use taser, you know, something less legal force, mm -hmm. you know, or a nightstick or something yeah. just to get them. But the last thing officers want to do is use deadly force, mm -hmm. you know, but if it's necessary... The Lord looks on the attention of the heart. Yep. And that's what the FBI, in this case, and that's what the FBI is doing. That's what the uh, uh, Bingham County Sheriff's Office is doing. What are the intentions of these officers? Were their intentions to murder? Were their intentions to do their job? Do their and, job. And the investigation is going to bring that out. Yes. And just from what we've seen, it's, it's pretty clear to me, unless there's something else, that these officers were doing their job. Yep. And did a good job mm -hmm. in, in what they did. So we will continue. And like I mentioned last time, continue to, to keep your place in prayer. Yes, You know, absolutely. you think, well, good. No, nobody was hurt. The bad guy's good. But these officers, they're, they're on limited duty. Mm -hmm. They're on light duty and they're being investigated. Mm -hmm. Although it was what we call a clean shooting, they still have to go through this. Yep. And there might be civil lawsuits that come mm -hmm. up down the line. So keep these officers in prayer. Keep the, the investigators in prayer and just pray that the truth would come out and justice will be done. Yes. So that's Prayer what works. Yes. So please do that. Hey, thanks for listening in. If you have a topic or question you want to address on Dog Watch, send me an email. You can email questions, questions, suggestions, comments, or complaints to dogwatchatherev.fm. That's dogwatchatherev.fm. We already mentioned the word from the good book today. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and the spirit, of the joints and of the marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Thank you for joining us. Remember, make the watch strong. 
Dog Watch is brought to you by the Strong Blue Line and your number one Christian hit station. Send your comments and questions to dogwatch at therev.fm. You can download the Dog Watch episodes from therev.fm as well as offer your financial support for this program. Be encouraged, be strengthened, be enabled in your faith with Dog Watch.